Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with us. So today, we're going to be talking about organizing. So I recently read an article that says home organizational products are primarily used for storage in kitchens and closets, and these are the rooms that, are, that need the largest amount of organization. Um, you can imagine, go open any of your closets, and I'm sure that you will agree with me there. The demand for home organizational products for all rooms is projected to reach $12.7 billion in 2023. And I have to tell you, I really think that's probably an understatement, especially since, you know, we've been going through the pandemic and everybody's sitting at home in quarantine and they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this. we need some help here. So I have a feeling that this, this quarantine is going to probably boost their sales just a bit. So my guest today is David Mahalik. He is, um, he actually is, and he has an engineering degree from West University and an MBA from Clemson University. And um, he's been in franchising for over 19 years. He's not only owned franchises, but he has been a franchise consultant for decades. Today, he is the director of franchise development for Shelf Genie which provides custom home solutions to, uh, that solve everyday cabinet frustrations. Help me in welcoming David Mahal. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, at the top of the show, I, I was talking a little bit about how, how I think that quarantine period has allowed people to sit in their mess just a little bit, their clutter, their stuff a little bit, and, and they are probably looking for a solution. Now, before we get into talking about Shelf Genie, David, tell me just a little bit how an, an engineer would end up in franchising. How did that happen? <laughs> Boy, that's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> Well, um, about the, the time frame just after uh, 2000, uh, I was doing the typical corporate world stint, and uh, I myself was the subject of downsizing and layoff and uh, you know political uh, and bureaucratic games within the corporate world, and I just kind of said, you know, there's got to be a better way, enough is enough. So uh, as, as fate would have it, and the irony of it is I actually met a franchise consultant who helped me explore my opportunities and um, 
long story short, that's where I found my start into the first franchise, which was a money mailer, which was a direct mail advertising business. So uh, that mm-hmm. that started the journey, and I've never been back in the corporate world since. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I think in these days, David, that a lot of people are finding themselves in that situation where mm-hmm. they um, are reevaluating. I know I did, and I left. I was in banking for 30 plus years and in actually in 2004 that was when I had my awakening and decided it was um I I was tired of that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do but I was certainly tired exactly. of that <laughs> so I think a lot of people are faced with that now um tell me a little bit about shelf genie before we get into opportunities out there tell me about what shelf genie does what are they all about yeah, you touched upon it at your uh, opening there. Um, you know, the best way to say it is uh, our mantra, you know, we turn frustration and pain into enjoyment and love. And uh, what we mean by that is very simply, you know, people are in their kitchens, their baths, uh, their pantries, and, you know, they, they've always had cupboards or shelving, but, uh, you know, not really taking advantage of the full utilization of, of space. And quite frankly, in some cases, when you're talking about the uh, elderly uh, even comes down to uh, a need where it's it's a safety mm-hmm. concern, or uh, mm-hmm. you know they they're unable to reach high places or out of the way places. So basically, what we do is through uh, very highly professional trained uh, designers, we'll come in there and do a full consultation in a homeowner's uh, kitchen or bath, and again pantry, and go through and find out where their pain points are and and what they would like to utilize more effectively and more efficiently, and literally even down to taking a look at what they're already storing and what they have in place and what we could do to to better their life, and ultimately end up with uh, you know home solutions that are custom fabricated in our manufacturing plant um, for, again, kitchen, baths, and pantries. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said earlier, I think we have so much stuff these days. <laughs> and I recently read some storage unit business was exploding because people just had so much stuff. And it occurred yeah. to me when I was thinking about Shelf Genie, um, I wonder how many of those very expensive units, many times they're climate control. I wonder how many of those units someone could actually get rid of if they just had a better organized um, uh, storage in their home. Is that something that you all look at as well? Well, you're, you're, you're spot on with that. I think that anytime, you know, statistically, I think we have, uh, um, you know, seen where we can improve storage up to 50%, and, and that's an awful lot. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think you're absolutely right there. And I'll even take it another step. How about where you have empty nesters who are now downsizing? They're maybe selling uh. a 3,000, 3,500-square-foot home and moving into an 1,800-square-foot home, but – at the mm-hmm. same time, they still, you know, they're active socially and they entertain and, uh, you know, have kitchen things and stuff. And now they don't have as much room as they did before to store it. So now moving into a smaller downsized footprint, they're needing that more efficient space as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also thinking uh, that made me think that a lot of people, because of the situation that we're in, and for those of you that are listening to this recording, it's September the 8th, 
2020. And, you know, when I say 2020, I don't need to say any more. <laughs> but a lot of people are, whether they are opting to work out of their home or whether their business is uh, requiring that they work from home, is that something that y'all would address as well to help organize an, a home office? Um, possibly. I mean, home office uh, could potentially be something. I mean, we, we, we do a lot of different solutions, but it, uh, it's interesting that you say that because what we have found is on the kitchen side of things, um, especially during this pandemic, that more and more families now are eating in. Uh, I guess maybe a lot of people didn't even realize how much they were on the go and, you know, restaurants and things as such. And now cooking in their kitchens, that, that space particularly ends up getting much higher visibility and as a result, much higher levels of frustration because, again, mm. you said it so well, for, for years people just walked past it or stepped over it. Now they're living yeah. within it. So it's, it's a big mm-hmm. difference now. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So when we're looking at um, the franchise opportunity that Shelf Genie offers, does someone need to have, I mean, you're an engineer, um, does someone need to be an engineer to actually figure out the whole configuration or um, what are you guys looking for when it comes to um, talents and skills of a new franchisee? Yeah, the, the, the short answer to that is absolutely not. Um, we are looking for somebody who wants to build a sizable enterprise. Um, just statistically, we have 44 owners in our system. They have 285 territories. So, you know, on average, that's about six territories per owner. So you can see right out of the gate, the, the candidates and the, and the owners, the franchise partners that we have are building large enterprises. And how they do it so effectively is by managing a talented team of designers and installers. They are not doing the consultations in the homes. They have a team of uh, uh, sales designers who are specifically trained and supported and managed by the owner and also teams of contracted installers as well. So what we really want is those franchise partners working on the business and not in it. So really the Mm -hmm. two skill sets are management and marketing. When they're not building, training, mentoring, and leading a team of installers and designers, they're marketing. They're out there. They're the face of the business. They're you know, joining chambers. They're part of networking groups. They're doing home shows. They are basically out there. You know, they're the face of Shelf Genie within their business community. So marketing and management are the two skills. And if any walks of life or you know, any past experience, it doesn't make a difference. As long as our owners are comfortable with that and focus on that, they're bound to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about the training that Shelf Genie provides for their new franchisees, can you walk me through what that might look like? Certainly. Um, Owners themselves go through an eight-day training at our home office in Atlanta. It's broken into the components of initially it's going to be – they're going to be trained themselves on the design process. Uh, Part of our technology is we have a 3D design and uh, uh, animation program called SketchUp that our franchise owners, uh, their designers use. So our owners are trained in that. And also the, the, 
the sales and marketing techniques that go along with that. Then also they're trained on the internals as if with every franchise, you know, the administrative part of it. We have a very comprehensive CRM system that was, you know, designed specifically for our owners. It's a proprietary system, but it allows our owners to effectively and manage their businesses real time. So uh, some of the days of training go into that administrative portion of it. And then they're actually even trained on the installation side of it. Um, you know, all the installers must be go through a certified installation training in Atlanta, and our owners go through that very same training themselves. So that's the eight days for our owners. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the ongoing continuous training throughout, you know, both virtually and, you know, conferences and things as such. Sure. Sure. Now, is this a brick and mortar, David? Again, one of the things that I absolutely love about this business model is the simplicity of it. Uh, And it can be managed from a simple home office, even, you know, if the business itself is generating millions in gross revenue. Uh, Again, the simplicity of it based on utilizing, you know, design and installers, uh, designers and installers who are contractors, Um, You don't need a warehouse. You don't need a showroom because there's no inventory. All of our solutions are fabricated, custom fabricated. And so, yeah, I mean, a home office would suffice throughout the life of the business. Uh, There's no real need to have to do any kind of an office or a showroom. Yeah, yeah. That sounds sounds really lovely for so many people that um, are concerned about having a storefront, especially since that's such a huge overhead. Uh, to have that. Um, Yeah, and and, and I'll say this too, and and just to Mm -hmm. to kind of build upon that, to me, again, I've been around franchising for a long, long time. This is one of the things about this business model that I absolutely love in the development side is the incredibly low overhead. When you add everything up, like I said, no full-time employees, only contracted installers and designers, no inventory or, you know, no warehouse needed, no storefront, no office, it really comes down to, you know, it, it really takes out all that overhead that allows us to be a very scalable business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit. When you say no full-time employees, contracted mm-hmm. installers only, and those installers have to go through the training in Atlanta, tell me how that works. Is there a pool of installers that all the franchisees get to uh, dip into? Well, basically, at the corporate level, we will teach and train and support our franchise partners on how to recruit the installers and designers. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the responsibility will be theirs to find those folks, but, but, but we certainly help them. Uh, on the installer side, what we have found is that we are – able to find individuals that might already have some sort of a contracting or general contractor business that they're looking to add maybe 15, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 hours a week, or maybe they had a business like that at one time. Um, Some of our owners have even found the likes of um, uh, first responders, policemen, firemen, uh, EMS workers who work on the side. Yeah, and yeah. It's, a, it's actually a relatively simple installation for somebody who's very good with their hands. Oh, they go through the certified yeah. training, and then, of course, they're, they're able to do and, and, and install 
shelf uh, genie projects. And, um, mm. and, and as I said, they're contractors, so they're basically paid a percentage of each job, which goes back mm-hmm. to the overhead. Our owners aren't mm-hmm. paying for installers until a job is actually had and paid for. Mm. I love that. I've not heard that um, managed that way before, and I really like that, uh, especially being able to leverage some of the first responders. Um, mm-hmm. and that's that's such a great idea, great idea. So if, you know, for a brand-new franchisee coming on board, about how many of these contractors should they be prepared to um, to find to launch their business? Yeah, well, definitely starting out with at least one designer and one installer, okay? Uh, that would certainly suffice to get that business up and running, but our hope is that they're in a pinch to try to find more because that means their business is growing. I mm-hmm. think it's fair to say that some of our largest franchises, they might have anywhere between, and these are just rough numbers, I'd say three to six part-time designers and maybe three to six part-time installers as well. Wow. And, of course, when you say part-time, it depends if you know, you've got a lot of them that are doing or interested in doing 10 to 15 hours a week or if you have some that are interested in 30 to 35. So there's going to be variables there that, that depend on that number. But I think it's fair to say that a very mature Shelf Genie franchise wouldn't be working with more than, say, a dozen total contractors, uh, you know, uh, designers and installers both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to actually finding clients, is that something that Shelf Genie helps their franchisees with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have a very talented uh, marketing department within our company. Um, you know, we've been in business for 12 years, so we know very well uh, what works, what doesn't work. So certainly we're going to be there to help them develop their marketing plan. We're going to be there to help them execute it. Ultimately, the franchise owners will be responsible for their marketing spend and, and basically making the investment in their business to market in their areas. But between digital marketing, online, SEO, pay-per-click, and then also traditional print advertising with newspapers, direct mail, um, and then even uh, local um, uh, networking, you know, as I said earlier, yep. chambers, uh, uh, networking groups, uh, home shows and such, these are all very viable options. But we, we help them, support them, and uh, from a marketing standpoint, the marketing materials and such, so they don't have to invent or reinvent the wheel. They just, they just have to roll it. Mm-hmm. So who, are, who would be great referral partners? I always look for referral partners where you can uh, receive um, uh, referrals because you're both in similar businesses. Would a home builder or a contractor, would they be a good referral partner for you? Yeah, I mean, they certainly, uh, that, that possibility exists. I would say right out of the gate, the first two that come to mind would be somebody, if you have a company locally that is, say they do custom kitchen cabinets, okay, uh-huh. they are building cabinets from scratch, demised and, and specific to the homeowner. Um, even though they might be able to do these storage solutions as well, for them, it's not their forte, and it would, might be something that, that could be a good partnership, a good referral partner for a custom cabinet maker to have somebody that is a custom accessory and storage solution that, uh, to within those cabinets. Um, also, maybe professional organizers or, or closet mm-hmm. designers and such, because, again, it's typically not their forte. 
The other thing you have to keep in mind, and this is what I would leverage as a franchise partner, is the fact that every single one of our jobs is custom designed and fabricated. If um, if you take closet uh, organizations or closet uh, uh, manufacturers, closet uh, type uh, solutions, or even custom cabinetry, a lot of times they're still going to have to default to you know basically standardized fabricated parts. They're not the quality. They don't necessarily, from a, a measurement standpoint, will fit with their custom cabinetry. So again, it just seems like there's some real synergies there that could do that, and um, uh, that that would be certainly a, an avenue to pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love those ideas. I'm always big on, you know, finding those people where you can refer business back and forth. Um, David, it looks like we're at that that point where I need to take a commercial break, and I know that our listeners would love to hear some stories. Would you happen to have some stories you could share with us when we come back? Absolutely. Sure. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, folks, we'll be right back from more with David from Shelf Genie. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We're here talking about organizing with David Mahalik with Shelf Genie. Uh, David, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories. Can you share something with us? <laughs> sure. Um, a couple really unique things, uh, specifically to Shelf Genie. Um, when I was uh, searching for my next chapter in franchising and uh, I was uh, doing my interviews with Shelf Genie, I had uh, – personally and professionally, a bunch of boxes that I wanted to make sure got checked. But then I found out afterwards there was a few boxes that I hadn't even been looking to get checked that did. And one of them was the fact, and I don't know how many franchises can actually say this, but um, our CEO, uh, his name is Andy Pittman, and he has been the CEO for now uh, plus or minus three years. But Andy, uh, ironically, happens to be one of our longest and largest 
franchise owners in our system. Uh, mm-hmm. Andy owns uh, Shelf Genie of um, Raleigh, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, and, and, and most recently, Charlotte, North Carolina. So he owns a good part of the state of North Carolina. So to have your franchise, uh, actually, uh, the, the CEO who has a vested interest in one of the largest franchises themselves uh, makes it a rather interesting dynamic and a good one at that. And then ironically, the the gentleman who was my predecessor in franchise development, he and his wife actually own a Shelf Genie franchise as well. They have the Wilmington, North Carolina, and Myrtle Beach markets. So I thought that was really interesting that you talk about vested interest in the company from within. I've never seen that dynamic, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they definitely believe in the product, and it shows. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, and then then the other thing that I thought – this is – I, I, I came away with this when I went to my first join the team day and uh, there was some candidates there and they were talking about the design portion of it. And um, our, our home office team was sharing with them that when they get back after training, that they should go to, you know, friends and family and just ask them to practice in their kitchen, you know, they got to practice mm-hmm. and, and learn this SketchUp program. So the mere fact to say to a neighbor, hey, do you mind if I just come in your kitchen just, just to come in here and practice? i got to learn this program. i got to get proficient with it as the owner. i got to understand it. Let me just kind of do a sample mock-up of some solutions in your kitchen. And they shared with me that you'd be surprised at how many times new franchise partners go through training and then go through that practice portion with friends and family. And when they get done with that 3D animation and sketch, and do this mock-up, the homeowner or the friend and family that they're practicing actually takes pause and says, you know what? I, I actually think that I want that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so it ends that's up a, not even intentionally great, being a yeah. sales trip, but it ends up being one. <laughs> that's a great strategy, too. Plus, you know, they get to, they get to try it out. So that's, that's yeah. really that's really great. That's really great. Yeah. So, David, we're down close to the end of the hour, but uh, at the end of the time. But if somebody's listening now and they're really intrigued with what Chef Genie has to offer, how would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more about the franchise opportunity with Chef Genie? Absolutely. Um, well, I'll just simply start. Um, you can always go to our website at shelfgenie.com. Uh, very informative website and uh, numbers on there that you can call in, in general terms. But uh, being the director of franchise development, anybody can contact me direct at any time, and I'll just feel free to give my email and phone number. My email address is david.mahalik, M-I-H-A-L-I-C, at shelfgenie.com. Again, david.mahalik at shelfgenie.com. And my phone number, you can call me direct, is 864 346 1515. Great. So we're down to those final three questions. The first one is if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Wow. Great question. Okay. So a number of things. Um, First and foremost, Uh, And again, you opened up at the top of the conversation that I was a franchise consultant myself for a decade. And what I found is those who ended up uh, finding what they were looking for were very good at keeping an open mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I can tell you in the 10 years I was a franchise consultant, I placed hundreds of people into uh, franchises. And I think it's fair to say that nearly every one of them, if not every one of them, ended up with something that they never would have looked at or thought of or considered on their own. And I think it was a, a testimonial to them keeping an open mind and learning about the business. Don't focus so much on the product or the service. Focus on what the role of the owner is and what, what it is you're going to have to do day to day. And are you going to enjoy it? Are you going to be good at it? And does the business itself going to help you basically achieve your goals and your needs and even meet your expectations. And, and I guess concurrent to that, you could say, um, you know, don't try to do it on your own. I mean, the internet is a wealth of information, but the downside is it's a wealth of information and sometimes it's not all good. <laughs> you know, so, so I am a big proponent of professionals like yourself who help people and guide them through the process and help them through the emotional barriers and help them help them cut through the noise and really get right down to what's really most important. Because as I said, having done this myself, I've went through the process as a candidate and then spent a decade myself helping people on the other side of that equation. Trust me, by having somebody professional and, and, and matching you up with things that really are a fit for you, your chances of not just finding the right opportunity but being successful are, are increased exponentially. Mm -hmm. Many times what I find, David, and you probably, uh, I'd like to hear your opinion on this, is many times they get caught up in um, what they think is right for them. But mm -hmm. when you actually break it down, it, it will not fit in their lifestyle. And if something <laughs> doesn't fit in your lifestyle, it is. It can tear you apart. It will not be a good experience, and you know it, it's not going to be successful. What's been your experience with that? <laughs> you you couldn't be more spot on with that. I I always had to laugh when I was a consultant. I would have people say to me, and and, and friends and family alike, they'd say, "Hey, Dave, what what's the hottest franchise right now?" <laughs> and I thought to myself, "What does that mean? That means what absolutely that mean? nothing." <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. It's what's right for you, you know? That's yeah. like going to the yeah. doctor and saying, hey, hey, doc, what's the hottest drug right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, That's right. So, that is right. But it really is. But, but yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're right, and it, it's just that you know, stay focused on what's really important. Stay focused on what's right for you. Um, don't worry so much about that product or service because, you know, you can validate that out. You don't have to be an expert on it. That's the whole idea of franchising. So, yeah, really just focusing on what it's right uh, to, for, for meeting your goals and needs. That's the most thing. It's a vehicle to get you where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So the second question here is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? You know, this is, you know, this is from 19 years of experience. I would say it's two things. Uh, and the first one might sound like I'm talking a little bit out of both sides of my mouth, but I think you'll know what I'm, where I'm coming from this is when you make the investment in a successful franchise, you are basically investing in the formula. You're investing in what makes it successful. So when you, don't, when you go into it, as the saying I'd like to say is check your brilliance at the door, okay? You don't yeah. have to go in there and change things. Follow what makes this business successful because that's why you 
made that investment to begin with. However, it's not as paint-by-numbers as most people think because you can still stay within the guidelines, but then you can be really, really entrepreneurial within those guidelines. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a fine line. You've got to be careful of it, and it's worth talking with your brethren of other owners as well. But there are things you can do entrepreneurial and still stay within the system, if you will, but don't be afraid to do something different in, in the ways of maybe marketing or customer service to take it to the next level. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, I'd say that'd be number one. Um, number two, and you know, I think people fall into this trap more often than, than I care to admit, there can't be a plan B, okay? Um, you got to be all in. Um, I used to share this with candidates, a uh, little historical uh, analogy, but, you know, read where Alexander the Great back in like 300 B.C. and even Cortez in, in the 1500s when they landed on shores of foreign countries that they were about to conquer, one of the things they did was burn their ships. Burn the and ships, right. And what it was, right. was it was – it was both symbolic and literal of there is no plan B. It's either conquer or be conquered. And when you go into a franchise, burn your ship, okay? Don't go looking over your shoulder at other job opportunities or when there's some tough days ahead. And let's face it, as a business owner, there will be. Don't give up. Dig in. You know, uh, take it to the next level. Be tougher. You know, find new ways. Be innovative. Be creative. You know, don't give up on that just because times get tough or you have a rough day or a rough week. And I think I see too many owners thinking that just because they're in business and it's a franchise that it's not going to be hard work. It is. Mm. It's going to be very successful if you do the right things and you, you have the stick to but don't have a plan B. As soon as you have a plan B, you have one foot outside the door, and that's not a good thing. So that, that's, those are the two things that I would say. I love that advice, David, of burning the ships because um, – <laughs> and I tell people that I coach um, is being an entrepreneur, uh, being a business owner. I don't care whether it's a franchise or you're building it from the bottom up. It is not for the faint at heart. Yeah. And if you're looking for something that's going to be more simple, you need to get an eight-to-five job because – being an, a business owner is not eight to five. It will be challenging beyond belief, but it will be more rewarding than you ever thought if you are all in. I love that advice. You, I, you I really be do. more correct. And, and it's funny because many years ago, I actually used to do entrepreneurial workshops in outplacement services. And I would always close by telling them, that listen, in the world of business ownership, there's no guarantees, but there is one thing I can promise you. And that is when you decide, or if you decide to become a business owner, you will sleep like a baby at night. You're going to wake up every two hours and cry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But all kidding aside, you're right. That's to the point is it's not easy. If it was, everybody would do it, but there's nothing 19 years of testimonial to myself, there's been nothing more gratifying, more personally exciting, and to, to be in control of your own destiny. I've really, really loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the final question here is um, you've been in franchising for quite some time. What do you see the future of franchising look like? Um, my opinion, I think it's just going to continue to grow. Um, 
Again, my personal opinion, I believe that 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, the American dream was more to ultimately own your own home. And I would say today, fast forward, the American dream is more to own your own business and to be independent and, and not have to work for uh, the, the corporate man anymore. And right. with that being said, um, we all know the statistics and the difficulty of starting an independent business, both the odds and you know, the things that you have to take on. So what's the best alternative if, if you're going to own a business? Well, why would you not want to make the investment in a business and do it with a partner who's been there, done that, proven success, all the support. And again, you don't have to invent or reinvent the wheel. You just have to want to roll it. So I just really believe that, you know, franchising is going to continue to thrive, to grow. And I think there's, you're even seeing more and more types of businesses that are starting to right. franchise uh, beyond the traditional. So I, I think that the, it, it just, the, the, the possibilities are endless in the next couple of decades. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, franchising is no longer burgers and fries. There are so many franchise models out there and concepts out there that are completely designed for the professional, whether it's engineering, whether it is CPA, whatever it is, there is a franchise model out there for, the, for everyone, really. So, again, David, one more time, if someone's listening and they're really intrigued with what you've been sharing about Shelf Genie, how would they find out more information? Yes. Uh, again, the, the website is shelfgenie.com, and my email address is david.maholic, spelled M-I-H-A-L-I-C, at shelfgenie.com. So feel free to email me, or my direct phone number is 864 864- Three four six one five one five. David, it's been a pleasure. I, I've loved your insight on franchising, and you're, you've got a wealth of experience in franchising, and it sounds like business as well in general. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation as well. Very good. So, folks, you know, as, as I like to do, I like to make sure that you understand that there are so many different types of products and services that are delivered in a franchise model. Franchising is just a distribution model. It is a way that a company uh, distributes their products or their services. So when someone says that they have a franchise, you know, just just understand they have bought into this delivery model, and I love it. So I'm going to leave you with a quote, as always. Clutter is nothing more than postponed decisions. That is a quote by Barbara Hemphill. She's a professional organizer, and I tell you what, I think Shelf Genie could certainly help you with alleviating those postponed decisions. Folks, thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising. See you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.